Jack. Yo, what's up? I mean, seriously, bro. Mm. You, are you mad? Hey, how was Drive for Life today? It's great. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with Swagalicious attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to a talk Doja Cat. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It's the... Uh Jack, it's the, according to the Osbournes, 2022, I guess, series finale. Not, not, no, season finale. It's not the series finale. It's the season finale. So you better bring your A game. Are you ready? Oh, yep. I was born ready. Okay. Because I know you've been like at Drive for Life all day. Any stories about your Drive for Life instructor? Oh, yeah. Tony. Uh, he's just, his name's Tony. He's from New Jersey. He's just Tony. Yeah, he's just Tony. He talks like this. His name's just Tony. Nothing really special about Does him. Does he just say Tony and nothing really special about me yeah, a lot? Yeah. yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. He talks about his wife a lot. He's just Tony. <laughs> Sweet. Sounds like a great guy. Can't wait to meet him. We've got a great show for you guys today. We've got a special edition of the RTI 5 down at the Orange Bowl. We've got this year's biggest pop culture moments. We also, Jack and I, um, we might need therapy after this se- uh, this segment, but we do the best wins and the most heartbreaking losses we endured in the 2022 year. And then, Jack, we're going to do a little, like, some of our favorite according to the Osbournes. Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds real good. All right. And do you have Jack's five stats for us today? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, dude. So we can't play this? Jack's stats. No, we, no, we can't. Jack's stats. That sucks. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Without further ado, why don't we bring in, why don't we bring in Rick Butler and Jack Foster, the newly hired Jack Foster to Rocky Top Insider. Jack, they are down in at the Orange Bowl right now. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, not too bad. I think both of us have gone through some uh, pretty good travel days here on Wednesday, but nonetheless, we are ending it in Miami, Florida, and there's not too many better ways to end the night, I would say. No, I bet, and, yeah, and that's, where I, that's where I'm going with. Jack Foster, tell everybody about your travel nightmares, because most Americans have read about it. Most Americans have heard about it. Some of us have experienced it. You're one of those some. Yes. Uh, tens of thousands of Americans have experienced troubles due to Southwest Airline, and they screwed my flights on Wednesday morning, but luckily Spirit Airlines came through this morning was able to drive down to Atlanta last night, stay the night, wake up early, and get on a spirit flight down to Miami this morning. So I'm here, here in paradise in South Florida for bowl season. It can't get any better than this. Day. That is some dedication. That's why we are going to start with you. Jack Osborne has a question for you, Jack Foster. So, Jack, you know, I know you're new here at RTI. I was just wondering if you found out, like, how much of a loser, idiot, dork, and, uh, you know, any other words you can describe my dad as? I was just wondering if you've found that out about Like him. if it's been long enough? Yeah. That's pretty harsh. Uh, Jack, I'll let you answer. Go ahead. Well, professionally, I haven't had any bad experiences with John, but we did go to Top Golf, and I don't... <laughs> did you I witness this John terrible golf? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let, hold on. This is good. Let Jack go. Go. I think John's getting a little too old to pay attention to some things because he forgot he had hit a shot, and then he blamed me for taking one of his allotted 20 shots at the top golf game so he was just totally obsessed with that happening and he's blaming me for that <laughs> shot even though i didn't take it john had just forgotten he had taken six when he was supposed to have taken five so 
may need to check on John's memory a little oh, bit. Oh, hold on. Yeah, this, I mean, oh. I experience these types of troubles daily, so. <laughs> so stop. Both of, I can't have both of, of the Jacks ganging up on Jack Foster, dude, you know what happened. Like, here's what happened. Uh, t- by the way, we have dozens of listeners, so dozens of people are hearing this right now. Jack poached one of my shots, so I got 19 shots. Jack got 21. Actually, Jack got 20 that counted for him, and Jack got one that counted for me. Guess how many points he got on the one shot that, that counted for me, Jack Osborne? I'm going to go ahead and guess zero. Yeah, zero. The answer is zero. <laughs> uh, any, any retort to that? Um, well, all I know is who won the long drive contest. Who won the game when we were going to the longest, um, uh, the longest shot? Because I think you actually got the longest shot of the day. Yes, sir. But when twice. We were going to, twice. The, to the farthest target, yours truly won that challenge. And to me, that is more indicative of being a better golfer. So that's all I, I agree. Well, and that's accurate. I will say this. Um, Rick and Jack Foster both are better golfers. And Ryan Shumpert are better golfers than me. I do think I had Baskerville, though. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say that's fair. I, I think he had a little bit of an old man swing, John. I'm going to be honest with <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think Dad has a little bit of an old man swing. <laughs> no, dude, I'm reasonable. Yeah, that is true as well. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Wait, stop. Hey, well, Rick Butler, you got to admit, I was peppering the green flag with the Sandy. You got to admit that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you were peppering him all over the top golf course, but he, <laughs> congrats you know, on you still got to call a spade a spade. It, it was an old man swing, which is perfectly good in golf. That's why it's the longest sport that stays around. I'm just going to leave. It's the RTI five. We've gotten one of the questions out of, out of off off our chest. It was how big of a dork am I, or something like that, by Jack Osborne. It's led us down this rabbit hole of bullying Jack that my RTI cohorts have engaged upon me. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off. We're gonna go to Question number two, either one of y'all can answer this and or y'all can take turns answering this. No Jeremy Banks, no Jalen Hyatt, no Cedric. How big of a deal do you think that is for Tennessee? And also, I know that Clemson is without two of their premier defenders. Talk to us about, you know, talk to us about how early departures have really changed the bowl games in general and then this game in specific. Yeah, it's going to impact this game in a big way. Of course, you know, with Hendon Hooker not being here because of injury, that's already one thing. But then to compound that with the top two receivers not playing for Tennessee, that is going to hurt the potential this Tennessee offense can have. Um, I am confident in Tennessee's other receiving options, such as Ramel Keaton. He has had a fine season that has kind of flown under the radar. And then Brew McCoy is a really big body that can make some plays. And then you look at Jeremy Banks. This is a guy who the only game he didn't play or, you know, that he wasn't there for the South Carolina game. You saw what happened. Tennessee got 63 hung on him. So it's not good to see Jeremy Banks not out there, but I don't think it's that big of a deal against an offense like Clemson's because they're not an offense. They're not going to win games offensively, if that makes sense. They're going to win games with their defense. And you mentioned the Tigers' defense. They are missing two of their starters on the front seven. That is going to hurt them, but I don't think it's it's going to hurt Clemson as much then it's going to hurt Tennessee not having their players because Clemson's defense is really deep. Yeah, I'll tell you, did Ramel Keaton have maybe the best catch of the year against Florida? Y'all remember that catch down the, the, down the sidelines there? That was yeah, insane. Yeah, the, the diving one on the sideline, that was remarkable. And that was a big turning point in the game. And I'm, I'm a big believer that a season has a few points. Who knows? Who knows what happens if he doesn't? I mean, he magically made up about two or three yards with one leap. And that happened actually flush with my seats. That was an incredible catch. And I, I too, have confidence in, um, in, in the receivers. All righty. Yeah, um, 
Go ahead, Jack. Austin. Sorry. Um, I was just going to talk about opt-outs in general. It hurts the bowl games. I think, you know, when you look at these, it, a lot of people say bowl games don't matter. I'm not in that camp. I think bowl games do matter. I think it matters a lot for morale among in the program, and it's about how you finish seasons out. Like for Tennessee, this is a huge bowl game for them to not be in this you know, position as a program in, what, 25 years? And now you win 10 games, and you have an opportunity to beat a two-time national champion within the last, you know, handful of years and win 11 games on the season. So this bowl game matters big time for Tennessee. Due to the opt-outs and due to the unfortunate injury to Hooker, I don't know if it's going to go their way, of course, but, you know, this bowl games still matter. So it's kind of disappointing to see all these opt-outs across the nation. Okay, well, good. You kind of went into uh, another one of our questions, so I'm just going to ask it. This will be our question number three. I, my question exactly as written was, who does this game matter more to, and does it really matter? Because Jack Foster, like – I sort of think bowl games don't matter as much anymore. I just, I just believe that. Now, I, I absolutely believe they matter situationally. I think they matter to both teams, to quarterbacks that are trying to prove themselves under different circumstances. But I mean, golly, it just feels like with the opt outs, bowl games don't matter as much anymore unless you're in one of the two uh, bowl games for the national championship. Yeah, John, I I mean, I think that especially when you look down the long list of what bowl games are on the slate, you're right. I mean, we were talking in the group text earlier today about Kansas and Arkansas. To me personally, that's just not one that's going to draw my attention here on a Wednesday night. So I am a little bit in that same camp with you, but I do think that, you know, man, once it gets out to those New Year's Six Bowls, I think once it gets to your your top 15 teams that are going to be in contention. I do think that's where it gets fun and it gets exciting, especially when you do have a little bit of the geography, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the relativity, I guess, between these two teams here, between Clemson and Tennessee. Obviously, there is recruiting ground between them. Obviously, there are players who are being recruited by both teams. You know, very, very nice grounds for recruiting. So I do think that on, on that hand, it does matter. But, you know, for Tennessee, like you said, I mean, there are, there are chances for players to prove themselves. There are chances for players to go into the offseason with an upbeat note. But I also think that you saw last year how Tennessee kind of responded to that last-second Music City Bowl loss. They said a lot this season about how that was kind of fuel in those first few months. So I do think that it matters for Tennessee. I think that it matters for Clemson. And we'll see what happens on Friday night. Good answers. All righty. So, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it matters for both teams, but I do want to point out that it matters the most for both quarterbacks. These are two quarterbacks that did not start all season in Joe Milton and Cade Klubnick for Clemson. So, you know, Klubnick's the guy for Clemson now. So this is his first career start. He's got to go out and show that he can lead this team next year. And if Joe Milton is going to win the job, which a lot of people are banking on him being able to do, with Nico being just a true freshman next year, then Joe Milton has got to show that he can, you know, have a good day against a defense like this. Alrighty, on to on to question four. So, on a scale of one to ten, how cringy is Davo Sweeney? And also, who is cringier, Davo Sweeney or John Osborne? Oh, wow, <laughs> it's a double question. I I object to the second part, but I'll let the first one go. Uh wow, you're dealing with two juggernauts right there. <laughs> I think Davo Sweeney obviously had a great quote earlier in the week, and uh, and it's it's hard to you know he was talking about nil and some of these crazy stuff. That is some of the things that, that is in line with what John says in the group text. But oh, I don't know. I think hold on. Right? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Mm. Yeah, no, that is wrong. That is incorrect. <laughs> uh, g- hold on. A lot to unpack there, as I hear myself saying a lot. Hey, go back to, for real. Like, 
Dabo Sweeney, scale of one to ten. How cringy is he? And go into the NIL thing because who knows if our listeners have heard it. I'm going to say Dabo Sweeney's an eight on the cringometer. Yeah. That's what we're calling it. That's, yeah, that's what we're calling it. I don't know. Yeah. No, go but, uh, cringometer. Yeah. I like cringometer. Uh, yeah. What was the uh, word? It was we built this program on God's name, image, and likeness, right? When that, he's yeah. about yes. he, goes, he goes, we built this program on NIL, just not the ones you're thinking. I mean, it sounded like a bad actor on his yeah. best day. You know what I mean? It was just terrible. Yeah, it was uh, ultimate. It was TV actor trying to have his first go at a big time movie in Hollywood, and he just falling flat. Right? That's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, the the cringeometer was was a ten on that quote specifically. <laughs> um, but that was what he has a whole. I think is an eight. Sometimes he can be you know down to earth, and you can understand what he's saying. And he, you know his culture talk can hit can resonate sometimes, but most of the time it does fall flat, and it's just a little too much. I think he's trying a bit too hard. I do think Dabo tops John on the cringeometer. Um, but John, John has his fair share. No, he's got to hold on. Wait, hold on. He's got to be very close to Dabo. Is it a photo finish. Got to be like an eight this. to like a seven point okay, five. Hold right? on. This is absurd. Like, first of all, I don't think I'm that cringy. I know I'm cringy as y'all's dad. I mean, a, look at your TikToks and ask, and you guys can tell me if if you think he's cringy or not. Yo, go ahead. John has TikTok. Oh. Yeah, it's called "Please Get Dad Off TikTok." I, <laughs> I, I, I suggest you go look at it. Hey, first of all, one of them went viral. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying, 837 thousand views or something like that. I'm just saying. Um, who's counting though, right? Yeah, who's counting? <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? All right, let's go to question number five. You guys have been good sports. This has been a lot of fun. I hope you're having fun down there in the great Sunshine State. But how do you see this playing out? Let's hear it. Man, you know, John, I, I, I have. I have felt like since this game was announced that it was probably going to be a bad draw for Tennessee, just knowing everything that they had lost here in the last couple of weeks leading into this game. Obviously, you don't have your quarterback. And Tennessee did fine with Joe Milton against Vanderbilt, but Tennessee did not ask Joe Milton to go win that game for them. I think that not having Hendon Hooker, not having Jalen Hyatt, the Bulletnikoff Award winner, not having Cedric Tillman, not having a Jeremy Banks, not having some of these other guys that have already opted out for the game, I think that does hurt Tennessee, and that does hurt what Tennessee wants to do. Now, do they have capable pieces? I, I do believe so, and I believe that Joe Milton can, you know, can manage this offense to get points on the board, maybe not as much as they're normally used to, but I do think he can get up there. I, I, I do just remember that, you know, I, I recall that ACC championship game with North Carolina and Clemson, and, man, I, I felt like Clemson did look good uh, in his start there. I do think that he is the guy for them moving forward, obviously. So I, to me, I don't necessarily see Tennessee finding a win in this game. I just think that there's been too many obstacles that have come up in the last couple of weeks of the season leading into this little, you know, stretch in between for the uh, for the bowl season. I feel the same yeah, way. North- Jack Foster, what's your take? Yeah, the North Carolina win and his performance, Kate Club Mix, is going to give him so much confidence heading into this game. They're going to be looking to finish the season on a high note. With the opt-outs for Tennessee, I just don't think they're going to have the firepower against the deep and talented Clemson defense to put up the points. That's put up enough points to top the Tigers. I feel like Clemson wins. It'll be a four-quarter game. It's not going to be a blowout by any stretch. But I do think Clemson gets the job done in Miami. What, I think the numbers did it land at seven. And if so, tell me what you, tell me what the number is. Tell me which side you like with the with the point spread. Uh, we are we're finding the line right now. You know, it, to me, I've been going back and forth. I, I, I do think that Clemson is going to land somewhere in the high 30s. I think that's a, that's obviously an area where we have seen Tennessee live for a while. 
But I do think that it's going to be more difficult for Tennessee to get up to those high 30s. Right now, for me, I am projecting around, you know, a, a 33 to 38 point game. I, I guess actually 38 to 33. Looking at it right here on, uh, looking at it right here on the phone, it does look like Tennessee is a four and a half point underdog. Uh, leading into this game on Friday night. So I, I think that's a fair line. I do think that Tennessee keeps it within single digits. Uh, I'm not much of a gambling man myself, so I, I don't exactly know about the four-and-a-half-point line. But I do think that Tennessee keeps it within single digits no matter where that is along those lines. But to me, I've been kind of having the thought of 38 Clemson, 33 Tennessee for a final score of this game. Oh, wow, I'm like way it. off. I thought I maybe it opened at seven. Usually I'm in better touch with the number than that. Golly, hey, honestly, if it's four, I, I would be on Clemson. Jack Foster? Yeah, I think it opened at six and a half or seven, John, and then it's kind of petered down, and now Caesars has it at four and a half, Clemson favorite. I like that line a lot. I think it's tough to pick which side you want there, but I'm going to take the Tigers uh, around a six to seven point win. I, I feel like if you're going to take Tennessee on that line, you're kind of bank it on a field goal win for Clemson, I, I feel like it'll be more than that. All right, fair enough. Well, hey, boys, no matter what, um, have fun down there. Be safe down there. Hope you enjoy the game. I know you're going to get great coverage for RTI. Appreciate you guys hopping on according to the Osborns with us. Hey, thank you, my friend. We will uh, – man, we'll be posting a lot of pictures. So, I, I obviously, it seems like this podcast is probably going to go up afterwards. But, hey, if you're out there listening, go ahead and make sure you're following the Rocky Top Insider social media accounts, whether it is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. Man, we are everywhere. We'll be bringing you the action all basketball season long. It'll be great. Low-key killing it on the TikToks, I might add. All right, guys, listen, be safe, have fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Back in town. See you. My goodness, Jack. Those guys are fantastic. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and on the other side, what we'll do is we'll we'll rattle off some of these pop culture top stories. We will also talk about our favorite episodes of The Corner of the Osbournes, and we'll talk biggest wins, biggest losses of the year 2022. We'll be right back. And we're back. Jack, that was a fantastic segment from our friends at Rocky Top Insider. Let's turn the page, buddy. I'll let you tell me what you want to do first. We can talk about our favorite episodes of According to the Osbournes in the year 2022 in this A2O year. We'll we'll do that one first. Do that one first? Okay. Um, But also what's to come is some of this uh, year's biggest pop culture stories. And Jack, biggest wins, toughest losses. I needed therapy just going down and making my list. On the lost part. But, Same. Yeah. All right. So you say favorite episodes. I say this a lot when it when it pertains to people. Like if you say, oh, who's the greatest player of all time? People tend to immediately go to the era that they're in right there, right then and there. It's called recency bias. I don't, though. I don't think I have recency bias when I say that my very, very favorite episode that we've ever done of According to the Osbournes was actually the last episode we ever did because we talked about – um, Twitch boss's suicide, and we talked about Brittany Griner getting, you know, freed from Russia in the prisoner exchange. And those were two very heavy, deep topics. And I don't know, when I listened back to the episode, I thought it was cool going back and forth with you on that and actually talking about something serious. And that's what made me like that episode so much. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry. Well, Sorry. Real, I mean, it's a little reductive, right? I mean, like. I mean, yeah, it was great. It was cool. It was awesome. It was, it was good. So that wasn't a good one for you? Like, didn't you think it was cool? <laughs> I to- don't even remember that. I mean, I remember it, but. <laughs> we, we just talked about it. Okay, I do remember it. But. <laughs> wow. My. I don't. I, I. See, I didn't choose the favorite episode. Uh, I, what, what did you do? I did my two favorite. Um, uh. Let's see. What are the words I'm looking for? <laughs> I can see you're about to push a button. Well, no, I don't know what you're looking for. I, I'm about to push this. Just because, like, you're fumbling over there. Your, okay. Your two favorite what? My two favorite, like, trends that we did. Trends? With, sorry, like, it was were fact, we on TikTok? Like, fact or fiction. Uh, oh, oh, those are called segments, son. We, segments. Yeah. Fact or fiction and... um. Jack stats. Jack, Jack, Jack stats would be the third one, but everyone already knows that. So what? What I just say? So, well, did, did, really so you like you like fact or fiction, and what else? Um and um, good. So oh, I'm so tired. Digging deep was, for the year end review. It was something like this week's um social media post. Oh yeah, we did used to do that. It was um like it like. Here, here it was yeah. this. It was um the dumb thing on the internet. <laughs> oh, that dumb thing on the internet. We should bring that back since we since neither one of us can remember. <laughs> but now, fact or fiction had real legs. That was when I would like either make up a headline or make up a story, or it'd be a real headline to a real story, and you'd have to say fact or fiction. And if you were right, I'd get the cling button. If you were wrong, I'd hit the. And then we, you know, we do that while yep, you're thinking. Yeah, that was real good. Well, why don't we do that again? We can do that next episode. <laughs> what? Hey, we'll do it next year. That? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, let me motor through that. Um, you want to go biggest wins, toughest losses? No, that should be the last one. Okay, fair. Jack, did you give any thought at all to? I actually did. Yes. All right. So. Tell me what do you? How do you want to do it? Do you want to say your biggest story, or do you want to name a few? What do you want to do? So I'll name a few, and we can talk about them. Okay. So I have two stories, but they're really just two people that were involved in a lot of stories: Antonio Brown and Kanye West. Oh my gosh, I've got Kanye on my list. That's fantastic. So Kanye is a train wreck. He has autism. Well, you make up something like you also said he was going by Hitler, and that turned out to be utterly false. Okay. I mean, That's like, just what somebody, somebody oh, told I'm sorry, someone but told there, you. There is a video of him saying he is slightly autistic. <laughs> really? Yeah, I swear. I, I think I think what Kanye has is an utter case of complete and total narcissism, and I think. Antonio Brown has CTE slash narcissism. In fact, I think I said on this very show, you know, everybody talks about CTE. What's Kanye got? I mean, he's got something. <laughs> Seriously. Kanye's got something. I mean, he's, he's, he has new merchant. He has merchandise that I saw, and it's the Nazi sign. No, he doesn't. I saw Stop. it. Stop. I saw it. It's just, golly, this is just. I saw a picture. Stop. It's not. I saw a picture of it. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up on what? I don't know. I forgot where I saw it. I saw it on TikTok. Oh, my gosh. You know, a friend of mine at work and I, we were talking about this in the office the other day. Ooh. It's Chris. But, like, y'all's generation, like, you're going to – you're so susceptible to fake news. No. I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I'm aware. Because you, you – like, like – 
this is a true story. So Jack always tells me, hey, Rocky Top Insider's doing a bad job. I'm like, well, why? He's like, on Instagram. I'm like, would well, you ever go to our... You hold, asked hold me how they're no, no, doing, no. you I, idiot. I, that's not how it goes. That's fair, and that's harsh words, you idiot. I want you to back up off that a little bit. But um, so you, you come at... You don't come at me. Yeah. It's your take saying, hey, I think RTI could do a little better. What's the reason? Well, you're not breaking stories on Instagram. Okay, I'm thinking to myself... We break stories on our website, but then I started to realize something, and I shared this with the guys that work at RTI. Dude, fools like you and uh, – You mean just regular, normal 15-year-olds? You're right. I do. <laughs> I mean I, you're exactly right. I mean 15-year-olds. They get their news from TikTok and Instagram. They just do. And so I told my guys, start using big stories. Like when Jalen said he wasn't going to play in the ball game, Jalen Hyatt, that was an Instagram post. Like and I, I honestly we picked up tons of followers and we started hitting your feed and so now we're capturing you. Rocky Top Insider is capturing you. We don't really monetize off of our Instagram, but I think and this is what I was telling Chris at work. I think as your generation ages, I mean things will change. You all will wisen up and you won't think that. Kanye's new name is Hitler, and he's got Nazi merchandise. So you'll be able to tell fake stuff on TikTok while right now you low-key can't. But I think that TikTok and Instagram will be monetizable for media entities that are smart enough to capitalize on it. It already is monetizable if you have huge, enormous followings. So honestly, that's a great example of why I do this show, to kind of learn things from you. Well, I, I do this show because you and I have different points of view, and it's fun to talk about. But that's why I like talking to you so much because, honestly, that helped Rocky Top Insider thinking like a 15-year-old. All right. You brought up Kanye. You brought up Ant- Antonio Brown. I'm going to bring up a few. Do you remember Bob Saget and his uh, untimely death, the Full House star? Oh, yeah, I do. That was really sad. Yeah, that was really sad. Uh, so that that was one that popped into my mind. The whole Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard thing. Yeah, that was a pretty good one there. Yeah, but God, I've just got brain damage thinking about it. And you know what? It was like Team Depp or Team Heard. How about this? How about Team They're Both Losers? And this is what I mean by that. <laughs> Seriously, I, I really mean this. Think about this. If you're together in a committed relationship and the end of that is, is a trial. I don't care if you were right or wrong, if there even is such a thing between those two, according to the jury, I guess Johnny was in the right. Um, but I mean, God, like nice relationship. That's kind of reminding me of Chris Beard right now. <laughs> oh, Chris Beard. That's a great one. Chris Beard, the Texas coach who's, you know, accused of, of not accused. He did. Well, he there, bit his wife. It, it was, it, it was his fiance. <laughs> Potato, potato, there, right? <laughs> well, it's it's you're putting the cart before the horse. I mean, that's even worse. I mean, you're like newly engaged with this person. Well, not newly. I don't know how long they've been engaged. Fair, but you're engaged with this person, and it's only probably been like a year or two or so. So I can assume, and you're biting her. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the, here's what happened. So he is. It's like midnight. He's reading in a room with his reading glasses. She comes in. She's mad about something or he's mad and goes to the room and then she's re- – I think that's it. I think he got mad and went to another room and had reading glasses. Whatever happened, he's in a room with reading glasses. She comes. She gets them and she breaks them. She just takes the reading glasses and snaps them. All right. Let's stop right there. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> what are you the- doing? No, no, no. And I'm not – I don't mean to victim shame her because I think ultimately he went on to do some un- – he's accused of doing some very – 
undefendable things. But what, what are you what are you doing? Like breaking someone's reading glasses? Like right there? Ooh, got him there. <laughs> no, it's more like this. It's more like this right there. It's like y'all are bad and y'all have a bad relationship. That like this isn't going to work if that's your conflict resolution to take someone's readers, <laughs> someone's one point two five. And toothpicking them. That's ridiculous. All right. So then she goes into another room. Supposedly he strangles her from behind. Um, you know, he, then he she told police officers in the police report that she bit him. They found ev- – or he – sorry. He bit her. They found evidences – evidence rather of bite marks on him. On her. Golly. Thank you. So it seems like he did bite her. And then a week or two later, after he's been suspended without pay, she's like, well, I'd like to take that back. Because she wants uh, money, money, money. Well, she wants him to have his job. And hey, like if this is what a lot of people suspect, an abusive relationship, that's the cycle. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm breaking your glasses. I don't believe so. Uh, I'm breaking your glasses. Holy cow, you're mad at me. Now you're strangling me. Oh my gosh, I'm going to try to fight you off. Wow, you bit my hand. I'm filing a police report. All right. De-escalation, right? Everybody's sorry. Um, the abuser typically is very remorseful and, and super nice to the victim after such episodes. And then, you know, seven, 14 days go by, something like that. Everybody's you know, on your best behavior. And then suddenly, hey, I didn't mean that. I, I, I'm, through my attorney, I'm going to say something. And that is there was really no strangulation. And, Jack, that's the big key. Do you know why? Why? The strangulation is what carries the felony offense to it. Even though I would think biting would be, but like the the choking of an airway is like a huge deal or something like that. So that like lessens things. And then she's saying, "I don't even want to press charges." Well, I mean, do you have any a thoughts too on late that? For that? Do, do, what do you think about all that? Because it's complicated. Well, it's stuff. just sad, man. It just really is sad. You know, when that type of stuff happens, because it's just a bad situation to be in. It's a bad situation to hear about. It's a bad situation for Texas basketball. Yep. It's just bad. It's just it's bad all around. Team that was rolling too, yeah. you know. Yeah, just right, rolling. right. All right. I wonder how they'll do the rest of the year. So far, they've done well. Uh, I don't know if they've had a game recently, but I, I, last I checked, they were three and zero after the the situation with Beard. Maybe right. that was motivation for them. It's us against the world. They think our coach is a wife beater. All right. Um, I've got three more stories. Tom Brady. I'm going to quit. No, I'm not. I'm going to quit. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Gets divorced, lol. <laughs> TB12, and then, yeah, then on top of that, the divorce. That's a huge one, I think. Um, dude, no list in 2020 is complete without talking about... 2022. <laughs> dude, I'm struggling today. I'm struggling. It's because I'm reading notes. No list of 2022 is complete without talking about Pete Davidson's love life. Facts. We covered him... Quite a bit. Bro is representing. Honestly, if you think about people we talk about the most besides the Vols, it would be Tom Brady, Pete Davidson, right? Kanye. Antonio. Yeah. Kanye a little bit. Um, And then... Kim? I mean, we talked about Kim quite a bit. Kim Kardashian? Yeah. I guess. I mean, in the context of Pete Davidson. Uh, how about Tory Lanez being found guilty of shooting Megan V? We haven't talked about that one yet. Yeah, Megan V stallion in the feet. That's a big <laughs> one. Or in the foot. And then she was like naked. Well, yeah. Like if you look at the video where the cops roll up on the vehicle, Lanes is on the ground half dressed. There's another woman who is out. And when Megan V stallion gets out, she's naked. 
I mean, and like, I'm not saying that that means that, oh, then he shouldn't have shot her, but like, wait, what? But hold on. Very confusing story. Who's naked? Like, why are you naked? And when did you get shot in the feet? And like, (laughs) did you take your, like, what? Like, did you get shot in the feet and then just like get naked for him? Well, I I mean, there was a love triangle going on. That was a really weird story. And I've tried to unpack it and understand just the scenario of the vehicle and the police having them get out. I've tried to understand that scenario. I cannot. I might be too old and out of touch. Jack, the very last one I'm going to bring up, the slap heard round the world. Will mm, Smith and Chris that. Rock. Well, that was almost like really 2021. It was so long ago. That happened early yeah, That's how in the Antonio year. Brown stuff was for the Bucks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Will Smith slapped the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth. Wow. I mean, Will Smith will just never be Will Smith again. I don't know. I think he'll, he's already started to come back, to be honest with you. He'll just be the guy that just slapped Chris Rock. He will never not be the guy <laughs> that slapped Chris Rock. That will always be in a positive that comes with him. Like it will – like when he dies and, and a news reporter is talking about it online or on television, they will reference the slap. That will never not be. Will always, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It will always be associated with him, but I already feel like he's begun to make a comeback. Good for him. Speaking of comebacks, half of the next thing we're going to talk about are comebacks that couldn't be made in the segment that we'll close this year-end show off with, and that is our favorite biggest wins of the year and our least favorite, toughest, most heartbreaking losses of the year. Jack, I I dare say that you and I have – some of the same things. I I've, think I, I, I've got three tough, toughest losses, and I've got two outstanding wins. So I know, I know two of your toughest losses and one of your most outstanding wins. All right, well, go ahead. One of your most outstanding wins is Tennessee, Alabama. Hundred percent. I mean, it's generational. It, 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 just, it, it really is. It really that, is. Like, like, That's also one of mine, which I know we have a share in common. Uh, is it because uh, is it because of the touching father sons video I made of you? Yeah, it is. That, that <laughs> no, it's not. It's because we beat Alabama. That is still popping off on Instagram. Cool. And then, what's your high on Instagram on reels? Like, how I, you- I don't make. I don't men ever made a reel. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what's your high on TikTok? Uh, thirteen thousand views. Okay, well, I'm at twenty thousand on Instagram reels. Just all right, and then um, eighteen hundred likes. You're, shut up, dude! It's so <laughs> annoying. Your other two, your other two, two out of your three losses. I know one of them we share in common, or I think I know. I, um, I know one of them. Oh, so hold on. You got Bama. I'm gonna check that off. All right. What, all right. What? What? Like, tell me the ones you think we share in losses. Okay, and then the ones we share in loss. This just one is. Michigan versus Tennessee basketball. 100%. It was one, uh, we, I cried so hard that night. And it, was one of the most, it got weird that night. <laughs> it was one of the most painful losses I've, I, I've ever experienced. It hurt so bad <laughs> that I just went into immediate denial. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe had a couple of pops. Uh, and then we did – we were at the beach. So I guess it was spring It was break. honestly one of my – it was honestly like one of the most heartbreaking losses. But it was also – like one of the greatest nights of my life. Well, it was like <laughs> honestly, like, and this is gonna sound weird or whatever, but we did. We 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 had a weird brand of fun, but it was fun, <laughs> and we played cards, and we we got through it the best we could. What do you think is like? And then the other heartbreaking loss that I know you have is you versus Bell checkmate one twenty nine point zero two to one twenty nine point zero two. That's not a heartbreaking loss. It's not not a loss, but it's a loss. He's referring to the tie that I had in fantasy football that was one twenty nine point zero two 
to 129.02. And if I had gotten one one hundredth of a point more, I would be in the playoffs. And if I were in the playoffs, I would have easily dusted my first round opponent. I would be leading in the championship game. But you know what? If ifs and nuts were, wait, no, I'm sorry. If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, every day, Jack, would be Christmas. And it just isn't. And I'm just not in the playoffs. That was a tough loss, but that did not make my list, believe it or not. Do you know what it wow. did? What? Even though I claimed that I handled it well, it does still stick in my crawl. Oh, it's got to be South Carolina versus Tennessee. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, there's a terrible loss. And, you know, well, and then I'm going to tell you my other, I'm going to tell you my third. Well, I've got one more big win, and then I've got the toughest loss. What, what do you want first? Hold on. Let me try and guess your one more big win. Okay. Is it, give me a hint. No. Is it college football related? No. NFL football related? No. Why would I, like, why is that about my, sports? Yeah, it's, it's my biggest win of the season. It's one of my two biggest wins of the season, of, of the 2022 year, actually. <laughs> you just said I'm the season, so I'm going to go. Wait, that, then you're going down the wrong all road. Right, all right, all right, I'm going to go. Wait, you said it's not, it is sports related? It's a win, so yes, it's sports related. Like, what do you think? It's like Parcheesi against your mom? <laughs> I mean, it's a okay, win. I give up. Um a&M hoops for the SEC tournament championship, Tennessee oh, yeah, ball basketball. Big, big win there. And then my final heartbreaking loss, which is it came in a sport that doesn't usually give me, I don't know, joy or heartbreak. Can you guess? It had to be Tennessee baseball. Diamond Vols against Notre Dame. Oh, that was that was really that really was bad, rough, dude, rough. But and it, actually, I'll ask you, I'll ask you. This question and maybe one more, and then we got to get out of here. We're running late, but Wait, I haven't shared my losses or wins. Oh, I thought that they were all the same. Yeah, no, I'd like to hear for real. Go. So you know, one of my wins is Alabama. Damn, yeah. One of my losses, I had two and two, two of each. Okay. One of my losses was Michigan, Bama. Sure. Or, Wait, excuse me, Michigan, Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to start off with my other uh, biggest loss, um, the loss that. Knocks me out of the playoffs, and if I was in the playoffs, I would be. I would have beat my opponent by over 100 points last week. He's putting up back to football. back to back 160 plus weeks, first time done in NBL history. That's pathetic. And I would be dominating the competition by over 30 points this week on the way to another championship win. If Rondale Moore didn't go out on Monday Night Football. Then I would have won that game. I lost by four points, and he got he got hurt on the first play. Rondale Moore was on a roll, and I'm just heartbroken that the cheesy chancellor knocked me out of the playoffs and is just shitting the bucket. Easy with the language. Are and you it telling is just me heartbroken, stop. man? Stop real quick. Are you telling me that one of your toughest losses, most emotional and heartbreaking losses uh, it, of the year, it, yeah. is fantasy football? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, Absolutely I, I, I mean, I had the worst school day the next day. I went oh, to bed at no. like 3 a.m. Was your lunch cold? Was someone mean three, to you at study I hall? At, I went to bed at 3 a.m. Uh, I was throwing my toothbrush across the floor when I was brushing my teeth. I was so angry. I, I was scratching my teeth. How about studying biology instead? Okay. And no, my, right. my greatest win, my other greatest win was just whooping it up on you in the regular <laughs> season. <laughs> and now I'm currently whooping it up on you for the five seed in the playoffs. I put up 168. You put up 150. And I'm just whooping y'all behind, boy. <laughs> I have scored the second highest total in the league this 
this week, Jack. Who scored the highest? You, me, you did. 168. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a loser. I, I think the point, though, is you and I have arguably the two best teams right now. Is that fair? It's not you and I. It's me. It is me. You said that you were ready to admit that I have the best team in the league. You said that. Your team's pretty good. Oh, look at that, guys. we got to go. You have been... Jack, do you want to take us out? You have been listening to... According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah.